So I am, I'm very honored to, to welcome Chelsea Lynch. She's the Director of Resource Development from the USO of Hampton Roads and Central Virginia. The Hi, Judy. <laughs> it is a mouthful, but thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. And uh, I know how busy you are, and I really appreciate that you've taken the time to talk to us about What's going on? I mean, with our service members and how that is really affecting um, the work that you're doing at the USO. But I first wanted to just ask um, how you became involved with the USO. Absolutely. So uh, I moved to the Norfolk, Virginia area uh, for college. I went to our local college here, uh, Old Dominion University. And when I uh, graduated, I, I knew I wanted to get involved with nonprofit. But at the time, I thought I really wanted to go with an animal related nonprofit. I did not come from a military background. I didn't know much about the military in general. But uh, the USO had a position open for a center director. And I thought, well, I'll try this out. And I was I was done. I was hooked hooked, hook, line, and sinkered. I just fell in love with the mission. I fell in love with supporting service members, and I've been here ever since. Wow, that's that's amazing. Um, so tell us about USO Hampton Roads in Central Virginia, because that's a very special. It's one of the largest centers in the world, uh, maybe in the United States for sure. Um, so t tell me a little, give us a little lay of the land and all the different um, chapters that you have there. Absolutely. So I think the easiest thing to start off with is our mission. And our mission is to strengthen America's service members by keeping them connected to family, home and country throughout their service to the nation. So, you know, what does that really mean? Well, it means that all of our programs, services, events, everything that we do is designed to keep the military family unit together and healthy. Not only do we think that this is the right thing to do given their immense service and obviously their sacrifice, but it's just the right thing to do for the country as a whole. Now we have um, 11 uh, USO centers, so we are the largest chartered center group in the world and we are serving one of the largest military communities in the country. Um, so the population that we serve is the local Hampton Roads and Central, Central Virginia uh, military community. And, um, and, and so what are, you, you serve all branches of the military, is that right? Does Absolutely. That, does that include National Guard as well? It does. We have them all here in our area. We've got every single branch. <laughs> Great. So Langley and all of that. All um, of them. Yep. And do you have any idea about the numbers, the population size? You know, it changes all the time. So I don't have exact numbers for you, but I can definitely, I can find out and get back to you on that. But it's well, it's in the hundreds of thousands. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I'm going for. It's a big, yeah. <laughs> it's a big number. Very um, big. And you know, now in, in this moment, um, I mean, this is such a difficult time for everyone. Um, different circumstances, different uh, risk levels, etc. If you could talk for just a moment about um, what you're aware of, what you know of, that the military is being called on, service members are being called on to do certain duties that, that they aren't normally um, called on to do and how that's affecting their service and their well-being. Yeah, definitely. So COVID-19 has definitely dramatically affected the military like it has everybody else. And I think that a lot of people probably assume that uh, military members and their families are kind of among the lucky during this pandemic, uh, specifically because they remain employed. And while that's definitely true, military members and their families are facing extremely unique challenges. So, you know, for example, service members are stuck, just absolutely stuck overseas because they're unable to return home, you know, and if they are able to return home, 
they are going to have to remain in quarantine away from their families for that they've already been away from for even longer periods of time. We also have service members that are in the middle of transitioning uh, to new posts. And then, you know, they've found that they have all of their belongings being postponed from delivery because of the virus. And, you know, maybe they have children and they have lives, lives to leave and lead. And it's made it extremely difficult. You know, I know personally, my good friend, uh, her husband is in the army and he's already been in Iraq for nine months. And now he got, he got uh, extended an extra two. And she's got two very small children and she got laid off because of this virus. So the situation is unique in that these families are, are separated from their, from their families for so long. Right. And um, what about other special uh, duties related to handing out supplies, protecting populations or the, the um, aid ships like the USS Comfort? Um, what what is happening with that, with those kinds of um, deployments? Yep. So those are happening all the time. And the USNS Comfort, for example, was stuck uh, for a long time out at sea. And they finally came back to port here in Norfolk. Um, and uh, they, of course, went right into quarantine. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of them were uh, actually stationed on, uh, or I'm sorry, in quarantine at our Little Creek base. So what one of the things we did is we did a social distancing ice cream social for them. So oh. we, uh, yeah, it was really fun. It was really cool. So we, we safely handed out ice cream to the service members in quarantine. Uh, we've actually been doing a lot of things like that. You know, we do weekly donations of uh, packages like that to the service members in quarantine all over the state. We'll do bottled water, snacks, hygiene kits, which are very, they really, really want those. Uh, things like that, that, that we're doing uh, to help them. But yeah, they're, they're working. I can tell you that much. They are still going to work every day, putting themselves at risk. Right. And so you kind of started to answer that. This part of the question is, how are, is the USO HRCV responding to the you know, the, the situation. Yeah, definitely. So I covered a little bit of, of it with uh, what we're doing for quarantined uh, service members. But the other thing that we're doing that is uh, very fitting with our mission is we're still trying to keep these families connected and together in a healthy way. So uh, we've initiated a lot of virtual programming, like uh, our Little Patriots Kids Corner, we call it. Um, they're weekly videos where uh, we do uh, science experiments or healthy recipes, demonstrate a craft. It's just kind of a really nice way for military families to uh find something to keep them busy. We're also really proud of our pen pal program. Uh, it was actually featured in our local news here recently. So the pen pal program uh, allows military families the opportunity to write letters to those that are isolated in assisted living facilities. You know, we just feel like during these times of incredible uncertainty, it's essential to remain connected within our community and our community is a military community. So the two just intrinsically go together. So that's so interesting that one way that you're creating the connection is giving families the opportunity to give back by writing these letters. And, and nothing makes you feel better than doing something for someone else. Agreed completely. It's the whole, you know, it's better to give than to receive. Yes. It really is true. I mean, you do get something so meaningful when you can help someone else. It, 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 builds your self-esteem, it makes you feel needed. And, and like you said, it's really creates that connection. Uh, um, yeah, I agree completely. And it's that, that bringing the communities together, we're all in this together, let's stay together. Great. Um, how about some of your other special programs? I know that you have an adventure, an outdoor adventure crew or team. Um, does that, is that still, are you still able to do that um, during the 
time? So it's actually kind of on a, a little bit of a hiatus. We're actually taking this time to redo uh, the Outdoor Adventure Team studio. Uh, so we're still remaining productive, but because it is well, I guess I'll just talk about what it is, first of all. So yeah, the Outdoor Adventure Team, we call it Out for Short, um, is probably one of our most impactful programs. So it's a recovery and resiliency program for all service members and their families, but we also have the adaptability to work with our wounded, ill, and injured service member population. So, you know, we all know that service members face not only visible wounds, but a lot of invisible wounds as well. And that's why OAT was created uh, to, to bring out the importance of the body-mind connection and seek to bring service members together through communal physical activity. So we offer indoor and outdoor cycling. We offer rowing, kayaking, yoga, mindfulness and meditation. We even actually have goat yoga, which is the best. Um, but uh, yeah, this program's fantastic. And I don't think I mentioned before, but everything that the USO does is absolutely 100% free. So um, this program's actually saved lives. And I, I don't mean that hypothetically. It happens all the time. Uh, for example, last year, we had a service member who was on a deployment and he became paralyzed from the waist down due to an accident. Um, and when he got back, as you can probably imagine, I think all of us would feel this way, he lost the will to live. So um, luckily, though, uh, one of his friends was in our outdoor adventure team and said, you have to try this program. It's amazing. And he said, well, I don't have I can't use my legs. How am I supposed to do anything that you guys do? Well, that's the beauty of our program. We have adaptive equipment. So if a service member is missing limbs, if a service member is has paralysis, we have ways for for them to still be a part of a, a community and get that physical activity that everybody needs. Um, and not only did this service member go on to thrive, he actually went on to win multiple medals for competitive cycling. So he couldn't use his legs, but we have hand cycles and it was a recumbent bike. So it, yeah, Oda is one of our, our favorite programs that we have. That's just wonderful. What a great story that is. I know you have a few other great um, programs. There's uh, the Canine Comfort Crew. Um, is that able to be, um, is that still um, functioning during COVID-19? The Canine Comfort Crew is definitely one of my favorite programs that we offer. So we have uh, therapy dogs that come in and out of our USO centers. And it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, these dogs are a game changer. They're just fantastic. And you see a junior enlisted service member, maybe he or she has been, you know, away from home for a long time. And then they, they see one of our dogs and just drop to their knees uh, with so much happiness. And, and it, it fits into our mission perfectly because, you know, that's what we do. We are mm -hmm. all the way from home. And what's, what reminds you of home? It's your dog. So we love the Canine Comfort Crew. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And you do yeah. have also a special program for families of the fallen. Which yes. Is yes. Very it's very important. It's it's very tough to talk about. I know um, it's the worst case scenario, but it does indeed happen, and it's something that I think every American should always have in their mind. And yeah, our relationship with uh, families of the fallen is is pretty incredible. So, when a service member's remains are transferred through our USO airport centers, the the families can really depend on the USO to be there, and and no one wants to receive that that phone call. But when we do, USO specially trained volunteers jump into action and they lead these families to a calm, loving, supportive environment to await their hero. And we've even built this beautiful fallen warrior room at our Norfolk International Airport USO Center. And it's a great, calm, ideal space. It's separated from the rest of the center where families can await in peace and are, are treated with the dignity and respect that they deserve uh, for their loss. That's so good to know that that, that service is, is there and available. And 
hopefully very few people will need it. Um, exactly. What we would like. Um, so how do um, service members and their families access the services of the USO? How do they, how does that happen? Yeah, so generally speaking, um, most service members are kind of aware of us, and uh, the best way to do it is probably through our website. We're on all the social medias, so uh, that's generally how people find out about what we're doing, what's going on, um, is generally uh, online. Great. And um, are there, I was wondering if there are volunteer opportunities if people wanted to um, help out or be part of the USO on a volunteer basis? Absolutely. So uh, volunteers are the uh, bread and butter of our organization. We really we couldn't do anything without them. Uh, we've got about uh, a little over 800 active volunteers. And believe it or not, we still need more. So if anyone is interested in signing up, the process is really simple. You would just go to our website, which is hrcv.uso.org. You would just uh, you'd click on get involved and then you'd scroll down to volunteer and then the prompts are all there. It's really easy. It's an online process. Very simple. Great. Yeah. Um, and how about, um, tell us how, how all this, these great services and programs are funded. Absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm happy to talk about that because I think that there are a lot of misconceptions there. Uh, the USO of Hampton Roads in Central Virginia is a completely locally funded USO center. So we receive no funding from the government, which is a very common misconception. I think it might be because of our logo because it's USO. Maybe people think USA. But yeah, we don't receive any uh, any government funding. So we rely entirely on the generosity of local businesses, corporations, foundations, and of course, most importantly, individuals. So you really depend on that? Very much so, yes, yes. Especially the individual piece. And what would you, you know, I'm, so even though I assume from what you've said that your, your financial resources are declining a little bit in this, or maybe a lot in this time, um, but is that affecting the programs and the, the services that you are providing? Absolutely not. No. Yeah, we, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Funding is down across the board and we are struggling a little bit uh, with the fundraising uh, aspect of it, but we continue our services and actually we're adding more, you know, because the need is, is still there and it's growing in different and unique ways. So I promise you the USO is never going to go away. <laughs> we, we will make it work. We've got great staff that are really passionate, amazing volunteers. So, yep, we're going to keep on plugging away, even if we don't have the money to do it. <laughs> and what would you say, what would you say is the biggest need? that you have right now? I would definitely say it's it's probably uh, the funding. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we are definitely low um, on the individual giving um, right now. So uh, yeah, funding is probably our greatest need. So considering the, that people are concerned about their own financial situation, um, would it be helpful if they were able to give spare change, like their digital spare change, which is obviously uh, what CoinUp allows people to do. Um, and the idea, I think we have discussed before that um, saying that we're all in this together and the idea of community, it isn't about how much you give, it's really about consistently supporting those organizations that, are, that make our country and our communities stronger, closer, and healthier. 
Um, so yeah, absolutely. I, I agree completely. And it would be incredibly helpful. And that's why we're so grateful to have partners like you, like CoinUp, because change really does matter and it makes a difference. Every single cent counts. And I, I get it because I know before I got involved in nonprofit, I used to see, you know, those roundups that they would do at the grocery store for different charities. And I always thought, well, I mean, that's great, but what does my 23 cents really do? And now that I've been involved with non the nonprofit world, I realize that it's not necessarily about your individual 23 cents. It's about the community's individual 23 cents that really adds up. In many cases, it can add up to a lot for the for nonprofits. So it's it's incredibly important. And uh, yeah, I would encourage everybody to use CoinUp uh, for this reason, because it's it's not taking away a ton, but it adds up to a lot for nonprofits who really rely on it. That's great. And I, I would just um, add that the link to your CoinUp donation page is in the caption above the video. So you can just click on that and donate directly to uh, the USO of Hampton Roads and Central Virginia. Don't want to forget to say that. <laughs> Chelsea, is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, anything else you think it's is important for people to know about um, the USO HRCV? I think we pretty well covered it. You know, we've got a lot of other programs that people, I would encourage people to check out our website. Again, that's hrcv.uso.org. Follow us on our social medias. And um, if you have any questions, uh, you can certainly email uh, contact us at usohrcv.org and we'll be happy to answer them for you. And I just want to say thank you so much, Judy, for giving oh. us the opportunity. Well, our pleasure. It's my pleasure and uh, CoinUp's pleasure. And I just wanted to add that um, in addition, to, if, if someone would like to sign up and they're a new CoinUp donor to the USO HRCV, CoinUp will add an additional $10 for every new donor through the end of the month. So it's just a few days away to um, the end of May. But if you sign up, CoinUp will uh, add another $10 to your donation for that first month. So for monthly donations to uh, the USO HRCV, just click on the link above uh, the video. And with that, I guess we'll say bye, but I hope we'll get to talk like this a little more often. Now I hope so too. Anytime. I, I will make myself available. <laughs> okay, great. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Um, to those who are watching, we'll see you next week with another fabulous um, nonprofit. And until then, bye-bye.